Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Aussie Tech Heads. It's episode 598, creeping ever so close to uh, It's always good to notch a, you know, another another milestone, another century of episodes. I'll tell you what, there's, that's, a, that's a few, isn't it? 600 is, is quite a lot. But, uh, but at the moment, this week, 598. It is the 23rd of August, 2018. And uh, thankfully, winter is coming to a close. It's been quite cold up here on the Gold Coast. Oh, I could imagine, I know people further south are going, you don't know what cold is and we probably don't but it has been 10 degrees overnight which is cool <laughs> so have to put the heater on for that sort of stuff but anyway that's what we, we're doing and they reckon it's going to rain three a month's rain in three days or something they're predicting so we'll see how that goes for us but yes yeah, so welcome to the show we've got a great show this week plenty of stories and plenty of chit chat we are brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. Uh, we do immediate activation SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration, and easy install WordPress, Joomla, and Drupal, to name a but three. There's you can you can install like three hundred odd scripts uh, from bulletin boards. Uh, to survey software, to uh, customer management software, heaps of scripts. There's 300 of them, uh, or more than 300. Just go through what you want to look for and what you feel like you want to install and have a go at. There's just heaps and heaps of stuff to help you through your product productive day, increase your productivity online. And they all sit up in your little hosting space, and that's where they operate from. So it's all pretty good. Alrighty-o, we also, yes, you can do the AussieTechRadio.com if you uh, got the TuneIn Radio app, or if you haven't, you download it and cross-platform search for Aussie Tech Radio, and it's a wall-to-wall, 24-7 Aussie podcast radio station. And it's just uh, podcasts that we've collected through the week, uh, tech-related, and we just put them into like a round robin. It just goes 24-7 for a week. New shows every Friday. So uh, if you tune in every Friday, you will get new shows for that week. Uh, Facebook, like us at facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds, and subscribe at youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds. And the web page is aussietechheads.com au forward slash podcast. Show notes are there if you think you want to go further with more with more uh, information to the stories, most of the stories that we talk about, we do put links up on the on the uh, web page. All right. Uh, what else? Don't forget the other shows. We have the Aussie Mac Zone. Just did their 500th. Oh, was it their? No, their 250th or something. I don't know. I don't know, I forget. I was on it and I forget what it was. I think it was 200 or 250. Uh, 250, I think it was. Uh, My Tech Opinion, the Aussie Tech Crypto. And uh, yeah, join in and uh, listen to all those shows and wacky do. They, they love it. All right, let's introduce who we've got on this week. And it's the same old crew. You get to know them pretty well by now. Joe and Jordan. Let's go to Jordan. Hey, Jordan. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, good. What's been happening with you? Anything exciting? Uh, no, not really. Just a slow week, enjoying that cold weather you're talking about. I'm getting it down here in Victoria, I can assure you. Right. Freezing, freezing. What's, uh, what's freezing? Getting ice on the grass in the mornings, what's, the windows. Oh, yeah. What's freezing for a Victorian? Five degrees? Two degrees? Oh, I reckon we're getting lower than that. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know what it was, but I just know it was cold. <laughs> I, get, I get out of bed, get bitten by the cold, and I'm straight on the thing looking at the temperature. I'm going, this is not right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And um, how about you, Joe? What's cold for Sydney? Yeah, hey, how are you going, Glenn? Good, thanks. Uh, at the moment, we sp- it's what, down in the nines and tens. Oh, yes, yeah, that's, that's yeah. cool, isn't it? That's, that's getting down there. Uh, yeah, look, uh, the 
the winter is coming to an end, and, and so is the footy season. So, uh, yes. I reckon we've had a great snow season, though. Oh, right. Well, that's good. That's good. I uh, always wish the best for the, the guys down there, because, you know, that only happens once a year. So, yeah, hopefully uh, they get the snow, all that they want. So have a bumper of a season. That'd be good. All right. Let's uh, kick off with... Oh, let's kick off with the demise of Windows 8.1, if you haven't already known. What what would you be doing with 8.1 on your machine anyway, I ask? But anyway, if you still got it, Microsoft is, is going to stop security updates and stop developers selling apps on the store on October 31st this year. Uh, developers will still be able to update their apps, but uh, they will stop distributing updates and whatever for all their devices, 8.1. So I don't know, is anyone here using 8.1? Jordan, you'd have an 8.1 uh, around, look, wouldn't you? To be honest, I can't stand 8.1. You know, everyone criticises Windows. I I still can't get, o- get over how many people criticise Windows 10. But to me, the, the Metro, I think Windows 8 and Windows 10 are very different. Windows 8, yeah, mm. nah, it wasn't very good. It was really just awkward. So as soon as it changed and we had Windows 10, I was out of there. I was gone. Yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah. No, yeah Windows- pretty much the same. Yeah, I, I, as soon as I had the uh, Windows 8 come up on my computer, I said, oh, no, 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 I don't like this. I wanted to change back to 7, mm. but I just left it there anyway. But I'm so glad Windows 10 came along. Yeah, so, I, yeah. look, I, I went through the, the motions because, you know, it's like fixing them. Like, you got to sort of keep up with everything. And look, I didn't yeah. mind 8. Uh, yes, the, the, the removal of the start button was a problem. Uh, but then once you realise that, you know, the start button, you push the Windows key and the whole screen became your start button. Mm, I sort of got over that. Uh, so 8.1 was okay. Uh, but yeah, 10's a lot easier. It's a lot, it's a lot, it seems it a was lot meant easier. to be tablet friendly, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's where that's started. That's right. Back with uh, Steve Ballmer, he goes, he wanted everything tablet friendly. And which I guess that's, that's right. Uh, it should be. But I think the, he, he uh, they designed the Windows 8 to be tablet friendly, but um, desktop unfriendly and then you know because well the original version of eight it booted up into the the metro style and then people just didn't know what to do yeah i'm I'm running windows 10 on my tablet and um i gotta say it's not really that tablet friendly either i mean it's okay but it could be better yeah yeah like i've got a uh like a lenovo laptop that will uh that sort of you know you put the keyboard back around over itself becomes a tablet and, uh, yeah, look, I can use it as a tablet, but it's still easier to use as a computer, as a laptop. Um, yeah, I think if you want a tablet, you an iPad or something like that, don't you? Or an Android Pretty much. pad or whatever mm. they want to call them. Yeah, uh, but, but, yeah, but anyway, Windows, look, let's have another look at it. There's a little picture for those on the YouTube, a little picture of Windows. Ooh, put that in the box with Vista. Yeah, yeah, yes. Now, I think when uh, I had Windows 8, I, I used that, what was that, Classic Shell or whatever it was, Start Menu that you could download for the old Windows 7. I used start to, every computer I went to that had Classic Shell, I uninstalled it. I never liked, never liked it. Really? <laughs> yes. I thought it was a pearl just to get out of get out of that Metro. Oh, look, I, I thought, I reckon it was causing more trouble than, than what it was worth. But, but, well, this is like later on when, you know, when they, Microsoft decided, well, we'll put the the uh, start button back, which made a big difference. And the other big difference was they let you boot up into the desktop rather than booting up straight into Metro. So that, that made a difference. And then Classic Shell for me, out you go. They also had a lot of problems with drivers and stuff like that, didn't they? 
Ah, uh, yes, from, yeah, that's right, because I think it was a big shift from the Windows 7. And, uh, yeah, but, yeah, there was, look, I had a server built on yeah, Windows 8. Yeah, it'll be fixed up on Windows 10, though. Yeah, look, Windows 10's, uh, yeah, kicking, kicking it, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, Windows 10 will be the final version, and we'll just have, be like OS X, it'll be just 10.120 and all this sort of jazz. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. No, look, but you're right, anybody using it needs to, they need to get off it. Anybody out there got Windows 8 on their machine? It, it'll be interesting to know, though, if you are using Windows 8 or 8.1, whether they still allow you to upgrade to Windows 10 for free. I reckon they should. I don't think they do. I know there was a way you could do it over that, that time, the, the cutoff time. You used to be able to go through accessibility options and then install it that way. Uh, I'm not too sure if you put in a 10, you can... I don't think you can put in a 7 key. Uh, I, I don't think you can. I think I think the time is finished. I think it, it's I think funny. It's over. I had a friend tell me, an old tech friend from way back, told me that he had the original. Um, what do they call it? The Windows Updater, the little application, the Windows Updater that you download. He had the original one. He reckons he still updates for free. I, I don't know whether I believe it or not, but he right. said he still updates as long as he uses that same updater that he that he downloaded initially in the free days. Right. He can still get it for free. Oh yeah, right. Update. I, I don't know if that's true. You'd probably pull on my leg, mm. but um, yeah. Look, I just Google just for the hell of it. I just, I just Google Win Windows ninety eight penetration to see if there's any results. Uh, I couldn't see too many. <laughs> I just want to see if there was any Windows ninety eight still kicking around. There probably is, you know, in someone's cupboard somewhere. Uh, we all know there's a heaps of XPs kicking around. But yeah, yeah not... that's amazing, isn't it? It's still a great... I've got a couple of those just virtual machines XP, but I don't have an actual machine. No. Oh, no, that's right. I think... Uh, look, well, Let's have a look here. Uh, here's the Windows 98. Here's what it's like to use Windows 98 PC in 2017. All right, what's this website here? Oh, yeah, there we go. Windows 98 stretched to a widescreen. Yeah. All right, isn't that good? Is this usable? All right, let's play this video. I know that we'll just see if it's any good. I'll, I'll describe what's going on. I'm still using Windows 98 on my jukebox. It seems to work well still. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. What's on your what? jukebox? <laughs> yeah, I've got a karaoke slash jukebox machine and it's running Windows 98. Wow. What, uh, what sort of hardware you got on that? Oh, I've got really that old um, dual core stuff. You know, I mean, the old old stuff, not, not quad core or anything like that. Right, right. Remember in the old days, you know, you used to put on a DOS game or something. You know, if you put it on a later machine, uh, then it would run really fast because <laughs> like, it used to uh, compile or just execute the code faster and the game would just be in, in like, fast-forward mode. But, uh, yeah, so I'm actually going to upgrade it now. I might upgrade it to Windows 7. Um, right. I think that'll be the go with it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got Windows 8 on the shelf here. I've got a, a couple of couple of copies of that um i don't know why i've got so many but i have uh, i've got some xp got some 95s so i've got the first me first 95 i bought from harvey norman i remember lining up for it that's how you know i was lining up before the apple fanboys were don't, don't talk to me about lining up <laughs> lining up back in 95 getting ready for the windows yeah so um yeah so i think i've still got a couple of windows uh, 95 discs unopened somewhere yeah right Right, because I think I don't have them on. I don't have ninety-five on floppy. You mean you got them on floppy? No, I, actually, no. That's, that's well, didn't it come out with a CD? 
Yes. Yeah. I think you yeah, could. I think I've got a CD somewhere still in the wrap. I can't 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 remember where I put it now, but I think I've got one somewhere still in the wrap. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so mine's not in the wrap, but uh, I think you could have. I think you could get Windows ninety five in floppies. I think it's like about twenty, but I think I think you could get a version in floppies. Yeah. But anyway, that's uh, that's how long ago is that now? Twenty years ago. Thirty. Twenty years ago. Jeez. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, let's move on to, let's find out what else is going on. Um, Jordan, what have, have you got anything 95 related? Probably no, not. No, <laughs> no. I didn't have it somewhere then. Yes. Uh, what have you got this Does week? Does anyone remember the song that they promoted when Windows 95 started? Uh, it was Rolling Stones. Was that the one, Start Me Up? That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Steve Ballmer dancing around to it? <laughs> Hang that on. was funny. That I actually liked that. that. That was a great commercial. Yeah, I'll see if I can find this on the YouTube because that was pretty funny. Uh, Windows ninety five launch. Here we go. I don't know if you can hear this. But we won't. We won't listen to it. But we'll 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 we'll, we'll watch it. And it's uh, yeah, it's quite funny. Um, yeah, no, that's really cool. All those old machines there. They're not too bad by the look of it. Oh, uh, what was that? Expedia? Microsoft Expedia? Microsoft, uh, oh yeah, look at it all, eh? It's going fast. Start connecting. Pictures of trains. Oh, look at that laptop on the train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they loved it. Look at all those those bloody cream boxes on everyone's desk. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, uh, well, let's get off of this. Uh, that's this is a this is a story for the old fart geeks if they ever get back to doing another show. But, all right, uh, yeah, Jordan. Sorry, where, where were you going? Take us back Me, into the present. Where was it going yeah. before out the door to tell everyone to be quiet? <laughs> no, story wise, where were you? Where do you want to take us? Can you get us out? Where of do I want to take you. I'll see if I can find somewhere to take you. I'll take you on a journey. What have we got here? Um, all right, is Santa real? Oh, uh, a, yes. a version of Alexa. Uh, skirts some kid questions. This is not a big, big story, but I just thought it was amusing. A version of Alexa won't tell kids where babies came from or spill the beans about Santa. It's all, it also won't explain some things kids might have heard on the news, like uh, what Stormy Daniel does for a living. Right. <laughs> and Amazon updated its voice assistant with uh, with a feature that can make Alexa more kid friendly. When the free t- when the free time feature is activated, Alexa answers certain questions different uh, differently. Ask where babies come from, for example. The kid version tells youngsters to uh, youngsters to ask a grown up. Uh, Amazon Inc. says it worked on the child. Sorry, it worked with child uh, psychologists for some of Alexa's answers, and the voice assistant is always getting smarter with updated answers. What's Alexa g- isn't intended to be a replacement parent, uh, the company said in the statement. So we believe it's more it's important we treat these answers with empathy and point the child to a trusted adult when applicable. Mm. I was, I was gonna, I won't, I, won't continue on. I'll let you get a word in there. I was just going to say, what's a kid doing asking Alexis what Stormy Daniels does anyway for a living? <laughs> like, here we go. What's, what, what, do you, what do you want to ask that question for? <laughs> But, uh, but uh, Joe, you got an Alexis, haven't you? Have you, have you asked uh, Alexis what Stormy Daniels does for a living? No, I actually haven't. You haven't used it for that, no. No, <laughs> what a surprise! No. <laughs> Damn, I thought that was the first thing everyone does when they pull them but out of the says, box. It says that uh, it's a bit of an eye opener. Kind of, that article kind of just it kind of just puts a spotlight on the fact that it's a bit of an eye opener. The kids can just ask 
anything to these machines and mm. can't really get any answers they want without any protection. So, well, I don't think. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess where's the where's it getting sourced from? Uh, I don't know where Alexa gets its information. Probably Wikipedia or something. But there shouldn't be too much rudeness or inappropriate stuff going on. On it Wikipedia. says further in the article, if you ask it to play songs, it'll if there's any explicit you know songs with bad language in them, it'll cut them out. Well, it's in that mode as well. So right. it'll play the play the non-explicit versions of songs and stuff like that as well. Mm, okay, that's good. Yeah. So you know, there's got to be something in there. I mean, it is really. It's. It could give in any information to anybody, really, if you ask for it, couldn't it? So. Mm. Well, I know they just went through that on Neighbours. Do you watch Neighbours? <laughs> he had a, a voice-activated assistant, and they started asking, oh, tell me what such and such last said, and the, the voice assistant would do it. But yeah. fic- fictitious, all right? Fict- fic- fiction show, so it's not real. But yeah. just yeah. to probably show you where it, things could be if there's no uh, restraints put on these things. But yeah. So well, there you go. That's the point, yeah. Hmm. Um, what, about- what, are you, what, what are you still doing watching Neighbours at your age anyway? I thought Neighbours was for kids. I gave up on it years ago. Oh, look. What do you do? You know. Yeah, well, what do you do? You can't beat them, join them, I suppose, if the family's watching it and you can't get a... You can't get in there to watch anything else. That's right. That's right. I I'll, prefer to watch the news or something. But Yeah, look, I get my news that when everyone goes to bed, I'll, I'll turn on and watch Paul Murray or someone, something like that, <laughs> at 9 o'clock at night when no one's around to tell me to turn it off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Joe. What are you up to? What are you What have you been looking at this week? Um, I've been looking at this um, thing, which really excites me at the moment. This Google is releasing its own version of the smart display later on this year. Right. What's that? All, the smart display. What's that? What's that do? Yeah, it's if you can imagine uh, just the Google Home or the the Alexa. Um, actually, the Alexa Show. It's similar to the Alexa Show, where it's got a screen. Right. Oh, is the Alexa show? Is that that little thing? Yeah, with the little screen in it, the little LCD screen or something. Yeah, that's right. Um, apparently, earlier this year, Google introduced it. Um, introduced a new smart display platform to partners um, such as Lenovo, JBL, LG, and Sony, um, which enabled them to build Echo um, Show-like devices, um, so that they can um, have it. Google Home enabled. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, that's it. That's the one there. The one you're showing up on the screen. That's the one there. Yeah. So it's like a. So for those who are on the audio, it's. I guess it's like a. Say an iPad Mini, landscaped. So it's on an iPad Mini on its side, and it's got like a, a an added-on speaker to the left-hand side. Yeah, so, that's the actually that's the Lenovo brand that does right, that one. Oh, okay. Right. Right. Okay, so what these things are obviously Wi-Fi. I wonder if they are they made to go out of the house. Are they four G? Or... No, not necessarily. They're made they're made to complement your existing Google Home. Oh right. Um, yeah, so it's actually got Google um, built into it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And so this is what well, these are just being released. So there's no or announced. So there's no real pricing or whatever. No, they haven't been released yet. Um, we still don't even know what they look like, but we do know that uh, Google is going to release one for himself rather than go through a third party. Oh right, yes, yeah, okay. And right. they're supposed to be out later on this year, sometime. Oh yeah, just in time for Christmas. Mate, I, I've been hanging out for my Google Home to have a display. I really have. Yeah, yeah, and so why can't you? Yeah, and why is that? Because what you want to see a what a video 
or something like like a YouTube, a YouTube video or something or why what do you want to see on it? Well, basically, mostly for when I'm playing music, you can actually um, like have the the name of the song displaying up on the screen. Mm. Oh yeah, and it'll have uh, the artist, and when that's not playing, you can have the time. Mm. Yeah, um, you can have weather showing up on the screen. I mean, you you can do all that now if you use a Chromecast. Yes. Right, you just Chromecast it to your TV, and you can still do all that now. But you've got to turn your TV yeah. on and all that. So rather than do that. You have a little display, and um, that will then as songs play, as the next tracks play, the next song, the, the artist and the um, the name of the song will come up on the screen. Mm. It's really cool. If you if if you um, if you have two of them in the home, you could you know do like a, an intercom between one room and the other when you talk to people, and you can see them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. That's that's good. Yeah, I can see the the advantages in that. Like I know with my Google Home Mini. Uh, yeah, well, I think I've like I've like rediscovered the radio because <laughs> I just walk through the house going, I'll oh, play this radio station, you know, and it, like in the morning I'll, I'll go play uh, 4KQ or whatever, and then all of a sudden the 4KQ comes on and I go, woo, you know, bopping around to the the, the morning radio which I'd never listened to before because I know I couldn't be bothered going to turn the radio on before, <laughs> but if I, well, now I can talk about it, talk it, and tell it to turn on. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like it. I mean, Google are saying that they want to sell about three million of these units um, in their first batch. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, apparently Amazon um, Echo, which is the 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 sort of like the one that they've got out at the moment, they managed to only ship around about three hundred fifteen thousand of these last year. So, looks like um, three millions a tall ask. Say that again. A three millions a, a tall ask. Yeah. Do you think? Are you a uh, one of these? early adopters that will jump in and buy version one of something or do you just do you wait till maybe version two um no i'd buy version one it just depends um if you wait for version two on something like this you could be waiting two or three years yeah and i don't know I, I i can't wait that long mm. depends how much these things are i guess like is that that's exactly mm. right i mean i know that the amazon um show or the echo show i think it retails for around about 270 odd dollars somewhere right. 299 dollars something like that yeah yeah so they're not like overly expensive so uh yeah look if and you know because like you like your tech and stuff well yeah you, you get to go and why not go and throw a oh, couple look, you know, i'm really hanging to get this because there's reports saying that you can actually hook it up to uh your nest doorbell if you have a nest doorbell right, right. yeah um you can hook it up to that and then you can say, hey, Google, um, show me who's at the door. And it'll show you a picture of whoever's at the door via your Nest um, yeah. device, which is also a Google-enabled device. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think, look, yeah. all this stuff's in its infancy, isn't it? This home automation and stuff. It's all, you know, it's, there'll be a common platform sooner or later, common, uh, yeah, well, common sort of a, a code or whatever, common language. They'll all just plug in and then everything will just be able to understand everything and... You know, you buy one light bulb and three things can turn it off and on as you're as you running it's down It's only a matter street. of time, isn't it? Yeah, all this is right. Yeah. It's who, who can get there first. Mm. Uh, look, in Australia, like this happened last week, but you, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but the little 16-year-old from Melbourne hacked into the Apple computers, into his mainframe. Uh, so he downloaded 90 gigabytes of secure files and accessed customer accounts yeah, without exposing his identity. So Apple's uh, 
Apple found out about it. Their internal... They give him a job. <laughs> well, you know, this is what this has happened in the past, doesn't it? But Apple found out about it. They uh, they went and they told the FBI. The FBI came uh, poking around. They said, oh, hang on a second. This is coming from Australia. Referred it to the Australian Federal Police. The AFP went and raided on the boy's home, which is never a good thing to happen to you, uh, especially because they all happen at 6 a.m. or something, don't they, these raids? Not that I've been raided, but... <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> The AFP, uh, yeah, raided and produced two laptops, a mobile phone and a hard drive that matched the intrusion reported by Apple. Uh, the sensitive documents were saved in a folder by the boy called Hacky Hack Hack. <laughs> so, you know, he's uh, just, a, I don't know, juvenile type of a hacker, I guess. And Apple's That's amazing. Yeah, an Apple uh, spokesman said that the company information security personnel discovered the unauthorised access, contained it, and reported it to the law enforcement. We want to assure our customers that at no point during the incident was the personal data compromised. Uh, yeah, so there we go. It's a little 16-year-old. So 90 gigabyte. Yeah, it's a fair chunk, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a fair chunk. So you, want to, you know, did it follow up with a bribe to get the... You know, from the pay to have their data given back or something. Gee whiz, that's a lot of data. Mm. But you got to yeah, far out. Yeah, but you got to think like, how good must this little kid be? Yeah, uh, like he's he's putting everything into a folder called Hacky Hack Hack, but he's he's, <laughs> he's hacked into Apple. Hackity you know? Hack Hack Hack. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you just wouldn't believe that you could, uh, w- without top level sophisticated instruments that you could hack into Apple. But, you know, obviously maybe he's bought it on the, a script on the dark web or something. Who knows? But, yeah, old hacky hack hack. He, uh, I wonder he... whether he can um, hack the iPhone then, whether he can get into the iPhone. Well, <coughs> he might have downloaded the, the back doors. So I wonder if Apple knows exactly what he downloaded. I guess there must be some sort of trace. But, yeah. It'd have to be something. That's mm. what I said. Wouldn't they give him a job? Well, that's There's... right. Depends on the complexity. Like if it was a downloaded script, yeah, probably Must be not. a smart kid at the age of 16. Oh, yeah, jeez. Yeah. Either that or Apple's system was so weak that they didn't know it was that, that vulnerable. Well, then no, they should give him, they should pay him, give him some money. Thanks for finding it. And uh, lucky it wasn't yeah, Isn't that what Microsoft does? Don't they have the hack our servers chest? Yeah, but that's <clears> probably <throat> maybe not like hackers from the wild, maybe. Or maybe they do. I don't know. They've got the, the days. I thought they offered, offered uh, awards. Yeah, I think yeah, they, they do. I heard that too. Yeah, I think they don't, they, but they do it in more of a, uh, or sometimes they do it in controlled environments. So they say, oh, try and hack our browser or, or whatever. And so people go into a room and they just try and hack no, it. No, I, I think it's freely known that you can actually, Apple invites any, uh, sorry, Microsoft invites anyone that can try and get into their system. They say, yeah, go, go for it. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm just going to Google here. See if we can find any of that. Microsoft Hack Rewards. Yeah, Hack Rewards. Bing Rewards Hack Bot Random Search Generator. Uh, three rewards. Oh, that's just rewards for selling their rubbish. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, look, I think I have heard of something like that. I think you, But you can't do nothing nasty, though. Like, if you get in there and destroy stuff, I think you'd be in trouble. Just um, Google will be watching you. You just typed in the word hack into your browser. You better watch out. Oh, look out. I'll, I'll, oh, there you go. Chrome just shut down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, okay, cool. What What else, Joe? We'll, we'll go do a Joe story and then I'll give yeah, you a warning. Yeah, do a Joe story. I'll give you a warning, Jordan. Your story is after Joe and it's about the Shami. All right? Oh, is it? All right. You've got something about Shami. Oh, yeah. Okay, but- well, talking about phones, I have one here that says Huawei and ZTE 
are banned from Australian 5G networks. Apparently, the government says that the security risks are too great, so they're going to ban those two companies selling stuff in Australian networks. Mm. Who are we and who? ZTE. Yeah, well, this has been kicking around for a little while, hasn't it? Yeah, um, but this is a, this is in regards to the Chinese vendors who have been um, supplying equipment for the 5G network in Australia. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, all I think look, one of the biggest look. Even if we don't have, I think as Australia, even if we don't have the evidence to say or, or the or the will to ban these guys ourselves. I think we. I think that we've got a lot of pressure from the US to ban them, because uh, the US don't want nothing to do with them. And wasn't the US just thinking about uh, uh, with that ZTE that was they were not going to deal with them? Then they might deal with them, and I'm not sure where they're up to now. But I know that the Huawei stuff has definitely been off the table for the US because didn't the Huawei want to go into our submarines as well? Want to put the technology in the submarines? Yeah, so, that's um, right. I also remember Optus also started. Uh, knocking back Huawei um, with their equipment in their exchanges. They didn't want them to um, to have any of their Huawei stuff in their exchanges for the same reason they, they felt that it was a security risk. Mm. But the funny thing is, right, that uh, Huawei was uh, banned from uh, bidding for the NBN work. Yep. Um, but the ZTE was allowed it at that particular time. Yeah, well, I'm not too sure what the reason is. I think it's got something to do with aren't the, although they say they're not state-owned, I think aren't they sort of owned by Ch- the Chinese government or big... apparently apparently Huawei has been owned by the uh, Chinese government. Yeah, I think that's the big problem. Yeah, so they actually run the, run the show there, and and that's half the reason why they're saying that they don't want to have any of their equipment because they believe that Huawei has uh, left back doors into their equipment so that they can use it to spy on. On on uh, on people. Mm. Yeah, and I that's think just theoretical though. I haven't heard anything. I haven't been proved or anything. But that's that's uh, theoretically that's uh, that's what they think. Mm. Because I think as well that it sort of gets more complicated. Because remember Alexander Downer, who was a minister in the Australian government, uh, he then went off and got a job with Huawei on the sat on the board of Huawei. So I'm not sure if he's still there or not. Uh, but you know, it sort of all gets. A bit complicated, but you know, well, fair enough. If look, if they're Chinese state-owned, obviously there's enough enough little question marks to to warrant a, a well, you'd have to say a big decision like this. So yeah, if it's for mm. national security, I'm all for it. Well, apparently they're saying that there's a lot of rumours and there's a lot of uh, incidents where uh, it's been shown that cyber attacks have happened in Australia and and on Australians. So mm. they've got some sort of history there. This says that there've been some sort of attacks via, you know, via China with this equipment. So right, but I, yeah, yeah, like without getting too into, into the weeds and all, but like, you know, isn't that what we do as well? Wouldn't Australia be over there trying to hack into China, trying to hack into wherever else? Like, that's what oh, we yeah, do. Yeah, but it's you don't US. go buying something knowing that somebody else has got access to it. Oh I no, mean, that's right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, wasn't it? Wasn't there some some story a while back saying that the Chinese wanted to do our uh, was it the telephone infrastructure or the electricity infrastructure oh, or something yeah. like that? Electricity, I think it was. Yeah, something yeah they like, wanted yeah. to give them access and, and, and a contract for them to do that. Mm, yeah. So could you imagine the security implications for that? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Well, we give them the port of Darwin or something, so that's enough. They can be happy happy with that. Uh, yeah, Shami. Shami, Jordan, what's Shami doing? Oh, Shami, you've got a new a new device, apparently. 
Good. I was just I was just looking at getting the the Xiaomi Me too, but now I'm hesitating because this new one. It says after testing its launch for weeks. Is is that how you say Xiaomi? I don't know. I don't know. We'll make it up as we go. Um, Xiaomi has taken the wraps off its Poco F1, a powerful phone with flagship-grade hardware, uh, a new sub-brand, and surprisingly low-priced. Says they just these journalists put so much extra stuff into these things sometimes. I usually don't like to leave with specs, but for what it's worth, the device... Yeah, I'm ahead of myself. But that's what this device is about. So here goes. Uh, the notched 6.18-inch F1 is armed with a Snapdragon 845 chip at 2.8 gigahertz with a 12-megapixel plus 5-megapixel dual rear camera system and a 20-megapixel selfie camera and a massive 4,000 milliamp battery. Mm. Um, you can choose between the 6 gig and 64 gig storage, so 6 gig of RAM, 64 gig storage, or the 128 or 8 gig of RAM with 256 storage. The device also uh, boasts liquid cooling, which is achieved by uh, passing water vapour through a, a copper heat sink that helps the heat, dis- uh, dis- <laughs> heat dissipate quickly from the processor and across the internal components. Um, so what's with the new Monica? I don't know what that means. Mon- Mon- Monica? Is that like the like a little logo or mark? I don't know. Like with some... Poco, Zami wants to focus on making a device that is fast. Oh, the name. As fast yeah. as anything else you can buy in the market, but without the high price tag. Achieving those goals meant breaking away from the constraints of Zami's own ME line, ME line mm-hmm. um, of the high-end device while taking advantage of the hardware giant's supply chain and, and expertise in crafting dependable devices. So... Um, yeah, so Xiaomi... What My reading is really bad tonight. I apologise for that. I'm over the shop. You probably didn't get much of that. So I think, uh, yeah, so Xiaomi, another Chinese-owned company, so they're probably listening in on every phone. Hello, how are you going? Because yeah. I've got one sitting right here. Uh, yeah, so look, yeah, that's good. Like They came into the stock market in India. I think they're trying to really kick off in India uh, at the moment because of their low-cost phones and and so forth they've got heaps of stuff they've got tablets they've got vacuum cleaners they've got heaps of stuff yeah um, yeah so i'm not sure so i don't think this thing is the poco one or poco f1 poco 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 i just think coco pops that's what i think mm, f1 is that like help you know the f1 key help poco <laughs> help <laughs> so anyway maybe it's maybe it's formula one they want you to think it's fast Oh yes, that that could be. That's probably more in line with what they'd like to hear. That's probably what it is. Uh, you think uh, now? Yeah. So anyway, so it's not going to be. I think. Where is it here? It will the be four thousand milliamp batteries are a cracker. Yeah, the Poco One has been confirmed for India only. India at this point will it be released on the 29th of August. The Chinese have said that it plans to bring the handset out to about fifty other countries. Now, I just wanted to just go through some other stats here because that's ones that you might not have. Uh, heard of because you've probably never heard of these Shamis. Now, for well, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a X I A O M I. So X I A O M I. Someone just said on Facebook that, uh, yeah, show me. Is that what you just said? Show, oh, I said Shami. Were, were you reading the Facebook comments? No. no. What did they say? Show me. The what? best way to pronounce show me is to think of show me and then pronounce the first words. As if it were shower. Xiaomi. 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 Xiaomi the money. <laughs> okay, so Xiaomi. Oh, I don't know. Xiaomi. 
Oh, I'll use the Xiaomi. Okay. Xiaomi. Technically, the first syllable is more Shao than show. Right. So the difference is fairly subtle to most American ears. Hmm. Okay. So Xiaomi. Xiaomi. Maybe it's more more like the Queen's English. Xiaomi. 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 Well, X is Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, the. No, it's not xylophone. What'd you say? Xylophone. Yeah, well that's, well, that's how do you spell that? X something. But anyway, but anyway, look. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, so we've got, these, we've got these phones, right? So someone, I'm not sure who it was now. I could, someone, a listener wrote into me and said, oh, listen, if you're looking for a new phone, go and buy one of these because he was really happy with it. And yeah, he was right. It was, it was, it was awesome. Uh, I can't remember. I'm sorry I can't remember that person's name. It was a long time ago now. Uh, I'll have his email here somewhere. But anyway, so Shami's been kicking some butt over the last uh, little while anyway. So you'll probably start hearing about it. Look, I've got some stats here. I don't know if you can read them on the screen. Let's see if I can, if you're on YouTube, I can try and make those a little bit bigger by doing that. And let's see how that works. There we go. Oh, now, that's better. Now, to give you an idea, okay, so manufacturer Samsung, the shipments in July 17 to June 18. Okay, so the last year, Samsung shipped 307 million. Uh, Huawei shipped 174 million. Apple shipped 217 million. Xiaomi's in there shipping 116 million. So they're not doing too bad. Uh, people or manufacturers that shipped less than Xiaomi was the Oppo, heard of. Yeah, the Oppo's got a really small notch, apparently. Yeah, okay. I reckon it's worth a look at, I reckon, the Oppo. Yeah, the new one. They've got a, like a, uh, what is it, a teardrop? Not a teardrop, a uh, water drop notch. Yeah, right. it's like really, really small notch, and it looks kind of tasteful rather than mm. just a big chunk out of the top of the screen. So it might, might turn, convince you to become a notch liver after all. <laughs> I saw a, uh, I saw a app for the Android last night while I was flipping through trying to do something, and it was a, it was a mimic, make your Android look like the iPhone, you know, with the pull-up control panel and the, yeah, pretty make make it look the same. And there was a make your Android look like the iPhone 10. With the notch as well. So, <laughs> was, yeah. You know, the notch wasn't really there. I suppose they want you to think it's genuine. That's right. So, yeah, I didn't do that one. I didn't, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, so other phones that you might have heard of is the Vivo, uh, LG, and then, then the rest. But the more interesting fact here was the Xiaomi was the year-on-year change, was had the biggest year-on-year change with a plus. So their sales up 81.2%. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, that was the most. Samsung was minus 1.9. Huawei up 14. Apple up 0.9. Um, yeah, so you, so you can see, Xiaomi, if they get into India, they'll be right, and that's their plan, I, I'd imagine. That's so I should go and buy that one off eBay, I saw, should I, Annie? Oh, I don't know. I'm happy with yeah. mine. Oh, you haven't it, had a problem with it? Not no. Really just to use it as a paperweight just yet? No, not yet. But uh, look, we did I, did I go through this last week with Kogan? I can't remember. It's the the drama's still going. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't think I'll buy through Kogan again. Uh, I would. I've got friends who buy through Kogan who swear by it. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe for the more. Oh, look, I don't want to say astute. I wouldn't say that. Uh, but look, we got we got this phone right. The third phone we bought from. We got the third phone the other week. And it's been about two weeks. They don't talk to you. You can't talk to these people. Uh, we've sent emails. They just don't reply. They just don't want to talk to us. So we got this phone. Uh, it was opened. There was it wasn't in the seal that you know the seal plastic wrap. So it was open. Pulled the phone out. Had dirt on the back. Bubbles on the front. The phone 
had been opened. It's not brand new. So we thought, well, you know, we don't want it. If something goes wrong with it and we try and do a warranty and the phone has been dropped or opened or used or wet or whatever, well, we're screwed. So we said, we just want to send this back. We haven't heard from them. Look, it's the third to- third phone, third problem with Kogan. They've, they've fixed up the other two, but and, and so far we, we're struggling with the third one. But, I mean, it's not good enough. Three out of three, and I'm not, I'm not excited, I can tell you. So I'll probably not go down the Kogan path again, even though I saw today that his sales, his uh, profits were up $10 million or something last year. But doesn't doesn't worry. Yeah, I'm I've just, bought off I'm Gearbest over it. before, and I've had no problem with them. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, I'm sure people have had problems with them before. So yeah, it'd be uh, much the same thing, really. Mm. I reckon. And look, at the end of the day, I think and Boomerang's another one, isn't it? I think it's a okay. Boomerang. No. Yeah. No. No. Oh, no. oh, boo something. Boo. No. Don't know. I can't think of the name, but anyway, yeah. But yeah, look, look I'm sure that. Kogan will fix it, but it's just the the waiting, which has been two weeks, not and not hearing from them, that is very annoying. So that's my rant. <laughs> I just, well, I've got, I'm just off them. I've got, I've got a little it. bit more stats that I reckon I can add to this because this will this might just put Zomi a little bit share me share me might put share me down the list a little bit. Where is it? Um, if I, I don't want to cut you off, smartphones that uh, emit the most. Radiation. Oh, yes. So it says, um, and I'm not going to go through the whole lot because there's 16 on the list, but I'll, I'll just give you like the top the top five. Don't tell me Xiaomi's up the top. Hey? Don't tell me Xiaomi's up the top. <laughs> Is that where I get that tick from? Or maybe, look, maybe I will go through. Hang on. Yeah, I, I, won't, I won't give you the spiel on each one, but it just says, because it's still debated as to whether it's really radiation is really an issue from the phone or not. But then, you know, you've got to think about all these Wi-Fi signals and stuff like that you walk through every day. You mm. know, I, I don't know anymore. I, you know, I sit you know, I sit with my phone between my legs in the car when I'm not using it, you know, mm. so I would be more worried about leaving it down there Ooh, <laughs> on my head if it's got radiation <laughs> on it. Well, you, you've had all the kids you're going to have, mate? Yeah, you've had all the yeah. kids you're going to have. So oh, we'll you be go. right. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, the, the popular American... Our phone has a specific absorption rate. So it's saying that 124, I don't know how you put this Is this, this Apple? Into, yeah, this is uh, the, the iPhone 7 Plus. Yeah. So they're saying that SAR, S-A-R, of 124 watts per kilogram, I assume, of radiation. So we'll just go, I won't give you the spiel on each one, but saying 124 watts for the iPhone 7, that's at number 16. Then it goes to the BlackBerry at 128 watts and then down to the ZTE uh, 7 Mini at uh, 129, sorry, 1.29, I should say. For, keep forgetting the points. The iPhone 8's got 1.32. Well, who's the, who's the worst? Give us the, give us the I'm top. Get, yeah, I'll get there. Oh, we'll yeah. go down. Sony, the Sony Xperia is at 136. iPhone 7 at 1.38. Uh, we're down to the number 10 spot. Huawei 9 at 1.38. I haven't heard Samsung yet. The OnePlus 5 at 1.39. Um, the Huawei Nova Plus at 1.41. The Huawei P9 again at 1.43 must be a slightly different model. The Huawei GX8 at 1.44. Jeez. Huawei's well, getting uh, a, a run. Yeah, Huawei again, the, the G68. Now we're up to Huawei P9 Plus, 1.48. The, the Nokia Lumia 630 at, at uh, 1.51. SAR, I don't know what that stands for. The Huawei 9 Mate, 1.64. Number two place, the OnePlus 5T. And then the number one place is the Zami, the Xiaomi, me, me, a one. 
Mi A1. Oh, thankfully I got the Mi A2. So what are you saying? That that's the, the worst? It says China dominates the list with four major smartphone manufacturers, ZTE, OnePlus, Huawei, and Xiaomi, um, taking 10 places in the 16 highest radiation-emitting devices with the greatest specific absorption rate list. The Azami Mi A1 Duo SIM device takes the cake, having an SAR of 1.75 watts per kilogram. So what wow. does that mean there? Does that mean that because it's got more um, watts, does that mean that it's more powerful? You get a better reception, a uh, better experience using the phone? Or what does that mean though? I'm not a technical buff in that corner of the thing, so I probably can't answer those questions. Where's Will when you need him? That's it. The <laughs> guidelines created a measure of the rate that body tissue absorbs radiation during cell phone use called the specific absorption rate or SAR. So the SAR is the measure of the rate that body tissue absorbs radiation during cell, during cell phone well, use. Well, there you go. I think they said that in the first page of the news article, but I didn't read it. I skipped so The SAR for cell phone radiation was set at a maximum of 1.6 watts of energy absorbed per kilogram of body weight. Oh, so so there, there, there's a plus for uh, being overweight. The limit was you can use it. You, you, <laughs> if you're more overweight, you're less likely to get the yeah, radiation absorption. That's right. You, you put two phones and one on each ear, you'd be right laughing. <laughs> the, the, the limit was set due to the thermal effects of cell phone radiation. Uh, it was not set to mitigate other biological effects. So, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It goes on. But highest radiation cell phones, according to CNET. When was this? article this was 17 so this is probably not the one you're looking at but the highest one was the motorola last year uh going down to at number 20 the kyocera hydro plus i just find that amusing that samsung's not even made the list what was the sh- the xiaomi what xiaomi the, how much what was the sar level 1.75 watts per kilogram oh yeah well that's that's way that's higher than the 1.6 that was set as a maximum last year but you know, they're still they're saying there's a lot of debate, um, you know, as to whether this is really something we should be worrying about. But oh, but you know, do you think these big phone companies and places like that are going to tell you, yep, you should be worried about it? No one would buy phones anymore, would they? Look, I'm sort of it's always in the back of my mind. Like I won't walk around, say, in the house with the phone on me. I'll put it down on the bench or something. I don't want to carry it around all day <laughs> long. Uh, if it's in the car, I'll put it in the like on the in the glove box or some not in the glove box but in one of the shelf things you know it's not on me I don't like I don't like them on me uh, no. so yeah like if I at night time I'll turn off the 4G uh, yeah. you know because it, it sits next to the bed where I can listen to a, a podcast or whatever but I'll turn the 4G off because I don't want that just zapping around in me in me headspace while I'm asleep. Yeah, so that's so, the other thing, isn't it? When it's sitting there charging at night and everyone's got them on. Mm. Mm, so I think that could be a, a And what about watches, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. Smart watches and... Mm. Look, but like I say, what about all these... these we've talk, I think we've talked about this on the show, I'm sure, I've, in the past, about, you know, all these Wi-Fi signals that you walk through every day. And, you know, there's so many signals in the, in the airwaves, you know? Yeah, look, I think maybe the, the Wi-Fi signals... Uh, I don't have too much of a problem with. I don't know why. It's just I don't know. You just you know you get the you just get these feelings. I guess you get these the way you want to think about things. I think the Wi-Fi. Well, you know, you, like you. I guess if you held a Wi-Fi modem up to your ear for twenty minutes, it's going to get hot and burn, 
and it's a bit the same with the phone. But I think mm. the phones are probably they need more power, so they're 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 pushing more power through to receive and to call because they've got to get that tiny little signal all the way to the nearest tower. So they're probably you know that's the way that's the way I look at it. An uneducated yeah, no, way. Yeah, kind of makes sense. It, but that's that's the way. But yeah. So um. So Xiaomi is on the top of the list. Right, well, that phone just gets a little bit further pushed back over there now. <laughs> I always sleep with my phone away from my bed, always. Yeah. See, mine's always charging it next to my bed. I never even think of it. You kind of just, it just becomes kind of normal practice just to have your phone with you. You don't even think twice about it. No, that's true. But I've read a report once where they say that um, having your phone within one metre of your sleeping doesn't give you a good night's sleep. You're better off moving the phone to the other side of the room. And when they've done tests um, for for you know, people who've moved their phone on the other side of the room, they've found that they have slept better. Right. But what about turning off the 4G? Except that'd be the same thing, I guess, wouldn't it? Yeah, turn off the 4G, that'd probably be the same thing, but you're not going to get any messages overnight or anything like that. Well, I'm asleep, so I don't care. So. Well, yeah, I guess. But if you've got something, you know, an emergency. Look, that's, you're right. That's the only thing that I do. Oh, I don't, you've got I, a home phone for that, really. Anyway, if someone really wants you but we don't. an emergency, they'll, they'll ring your home phone, won't they? At night, we are cut off from the humanity. Because, uh, because yeah, we, we do turn the phones off and we've only got mobiles. There's no home phone. So that is a, it does rattle around in my brain. Uh, but it's probably better that rattling around than 4G vibes i guess I, I guess what you could do is if you're one of those people trying to get through to somebody and, you, and they haven't got their phone on they could always try you know wi-fi calling or something like that because nine times out of ten people have got wi-fi at home mm, yeah would use something like whatsapp or yeah. Facebook messenger or something like that to get in contact with them yeah well, whatever did we do in the old days when we didn't have mobile phones eh you had to go to that person's house and knock on the door and there say hey, you go. so what happened to that yeah so, i know, I know. Uh, yeah, uh, you, you used to go, you used to ring someone, they didn't answer. They hadn't died, it's just they just weren't home. So, yeah. you know. But or, now we, we, you know, we can't risk it. No. In this day and age, can we? No, no, that's right. Yeah. Uh, who Whose turn? Joe, is it your turn? You got another story? Uh, no, I'm, I said, that's it, I'm done for the stories today. All right, well, I can, I can tell you about the Gold Coast plans to open up the extended fibre network to telcos. Now, when the Commonwealth Games are coming around, and we've just recently built the uh, little light rail train rail network thing that goes from, I don't know if you know the place up near uh, Helensvale, near where the hospital is, down to Broadbeach. And what they did was they put some fibre optic cable along the route as they were building it. So that was a bit of a smart idea. And now they want to extend that down to wherever, Burley or Burley Heads, Varsity Lakes, or somewhere where they're going to extend the light rail. So, so what's going to do, it's going to cost $10 million to add another 37-kilometre loop of this fibre cabling. Uh, the council said that the new fibre loop will deliver financial benefits in excess of $2.5 million, uh, both from cost savings as well as telco revenue. Well, I hope that's 2.5 a year because... They're throwing 10 at it, so that doesn't work out, does it? So hopefully that 2.5 is going to keep coming in. Now, this joint called Nexium will sell capacity on the expanded network to telcos and other businesses. Nexium. Nexium, yes. Yeah, I think so. I could do one right now. <laughs> Why? What's a Nexium? Is that a chill? <laughs> no, I gave them up, actually, because I heard on the radio that they cause anything from fractures to premature death. So oh, I what is it? Nexium's a... Um, 
It's a tablet to take to stop stomach acid. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe that's why they they call this like you you go to Nexium when you got a, a Wi-Fi problem, so or an, a, you know a, a MBN problem, internet problem, and it alleviates your anxiety and your stomach acid, and you don't get ulcers and stuff. <laughs> So exactly. They've moved on into ISPs. Now, Nexium, uh, yeah, the loop will cover Broad Beach, Burley, Varsity Lakes, Marabina. The city, the Gold Coast city is eyeing the potential further expansion of the network, hooking up the southern part of the coast. Now, the existing fibre backbone is 65 kilometres, believe it or not, uh, which runs from Helensvale to Broad Beach. It was rolled out, yeah, at the cost of $4.5 million just before the Commonwealth Games. So, in a statement, Ian Hatton, who is the Gold Coast Chief Innovation of Economy Officer, said, we are developing a low-latency, high-core-count fibre optic network network that has the capacity to deliver the fastest internet speeds in Australia. When finished, the network will be 100 times faster than what exists today. So there we go. How good's that? We're, in, we're at the forefront of technology up here on the Goldie. Uh, we can't tap into it individually, but uh, you know they can sell the sell the, the speed or the, the, the service to other telcos for uh, getting around the Goldie, I guess. Well, that's good. I don't know. Like, remember those years ago, they wanted to put the fibre optics through the Brisbane sewers uh, network, which would have been a good idea, but that got knocked on the head, probably because no one made any money out of it. They wanted Telstra wanted more money. See, that'd be shit fibre, wouldn't it? Well, yes, that's <laughs> right. That'd be a stinky one too. I wouldn't like to get a job fixing that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so it'd be a bad internet connection. Yeah, very bad. Some a blockage somewhere. <laughs> Uh, so Microsoft, uh, I'll go on to another one. I think has anyone got any comments about that? It's pretty bit of a localized sort of story. I don't think you guys probably care. Um, um, no, well, I've got my internet, so I don't really care about everyone else. Yeah, I've, look, <laughs> no, I've, I do. I actually, I do. I'd look, tell- here's, here's something that'll put a bit of a happy note on you and make you feel a bit better about it. Apple is reportedly reviving two of its forgotten products. I'll make all the Apple fans happy. The Lisa. Do you want to hear about that? <laughs> yes. Tell what? What? Hang on, hang on. What would what would Apple forgotten products? What would they be bringing back? Do you think? Um, let me think. Well, the iPhone's still here. The I reckon it'd be something. I reckon it'd be something that they've it, already got. Wouldn't it be the iPod Touch when they were trying to revive that? Maybe. Right. Yeah. Okay. But why wouldn't people just get a phone? Okay. So we're running out of options. They really they don't have too many products, do they? But I'd say okay. Let let's say. Uh, Okay, we'll go for iPod Touch. That sounds fair. What is it, Jordan? So Bloomberg reported on August 20 that Apple will revive its Mac Mini desktop computer. Oh, did it die? And release a, re- and, and release a redesigned version of its MacBook Air laptop later this year. Apple's computer sales have been surprisingly durable over the last few years, regaining the mantle as the company's second largest hardware division in 2016 behind the iPhone and generating over $25 billion in the last four quarters alone. The Mac Mini is a favourite for consumers looking to turn their TVs into streaming devices uh, in the pre-smart TV days. Uh, has not only updated at all in the last... Sorry, I'm really all over it tonight. Has not only updated at all in the last four years and hasn't had a design refresh in about eight years. The, Mini's Apple, the Mini Apple's cheapest desktop starting at about $500. Mm. Um Look, I've got my Mini. It's going yeah, right you can now. Talk, go for it. <laughs> yeah. My Mini's going right now. I think I bought it about 2012, somewhere around there. Uh, and look, I put an SSD into it. 
give it a new lease of life. It did, uh, but it's it's still plugging along. It's it's a great way to get the, the, get into the Apple world uh, or the Mac OS X world without spending a, a you know a thousand or two more dollars. You just buy the actual computer, put your slap an old monitor on it, and away you go. That's what I did. It works I still great. got my Mac Mini as well. Um, I'm actually is that's the one that's got the uh, Intel processor in it, right? Yeah, it comes with an Intel processor. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, I just don't understand why they need, you know, why would they say they've, you know, two forgotten products and revive it, you know? Well, yeah, I, well, I guess they've started because, well, yes, the looking back. Because they've yeah, got nothing new. The Mac Mini, I thought, I didn't know they had actually killed it. I just thought, oh, they just haven't updated it. When the, What time frame expires before you go, okay, well, it's been three years. Okay, that's officially dead. I don't know. Uh, but the Air, I do think I do remember a story about the Air getting axed. Um but no, no great loss. Yeah, no great loss for me. Anyway. I guess they're not going to run any Intel chips on it this time round. Well, what are they moving to? Are they, they they're going to try and do something else, aren't they? I don't know. I think if I remember right, a few weeks ago I was discussing a story where them Intel and uh, Apple were having uh, problems with the mm, that's right some sort of legal action with the chips. Yeah, yeah. But you know, geez, that, do they really want to change again? Well, that just renders an, another life cycle of their products redundant well what i've actually used my mac mini for is a windows machine believe it or not i've actually (laughs) installed windows 7 on it right i'm running it as my media center is that with like boot camp or something like that that's right yeah i run 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 the boot camp and then installed the uh, windows 7 which i haven't upgraded to windows 10 i don't know whether it's going to work or not um but i'm quite happy to leave it at windows 7 Mm. and run my kobe on it what is it Cody. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I think uh, I know a few people that have are running Windows on their Macs and not not bothering with Mac. They say they get good hardware with a good mm. operating system. It's kind of a thing between the two. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that people want to run Windows on a Mac. To be honest, Joe, I, don't I, don't, I don't know, Joe. What well, I don't know, I don't understand. But <laughs> you can get Cody on the Mac OS X. Um, but yeah, whatever. If it works, it works. Uh, I think I've, I've had it since, what, 2012, 2013 when it came out. Yeah. And I think back then there was a reliability issue when it came to um, running things um, with the, the Kodi. Right. Because so, um, okay. it was just changed from Xbox Media Center to Kodi. It was about, about that transmission uh, right. that transmission time. Mm. All right. Uh, look, I think I've got – how many more have I got? I might have two maybe, so I'll get through these. Oh, I might have three. We'll get them really quick then. Because this, one, this one's a little bit important. I guess uh, Microsoft clamps down on the sick Momo suicide game that's uh, that's appeared in Minecraft. Now, Momo is a viral challenge that asks people to add a contact via WhatsApp. They are then urged to commit self-harm or suicide. The game has fueled comparisons to the Blue Whale Challenge that led to reports of suicides in Russia and the US, as well as online fictional character of a slender man. In 2014, two 12-year-old girls in Wisconsin attempted to kill a classmate to attempt to please this online character. This is ridiculous, isn't it? Look, I've got a picture here of the avatar for the, this Momo, and it is a bloody scary-looking thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. That reminds me of, the, you know, when you're watching a Facebook video and it's a lovely day and someone's going through a drive and then up pops the... Mm. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's 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 Momo. So that's Momo. she uh, has been described as a grotesque image. Uh, yeah, as an avatar in Minecraft, <laughs> the avatar is 
it's so cool. Uh, the, it's a mod, a personalized edition to Minecraft made by a user known as Modder. So this macabre avatar reportedly chases Minecraft players while brandishing a mobile phone with the WhatsApp icon. So bloody hell. There she goes, Momo. Scares me just looking at the stupid thing. But but, but deeper down, like how can how can someone be wanting to commit suicide as a some sort of game? I can't like, stop laughing at that picture. It's <laughs> a cracker. Uh A triple C. Any Joe, any comments on Momo? You heard of Momo? No, I haven't heard of him. No. No, well you don't it want doesn't, to. It doesn't sound good though. No, no, that's right. Uh, the ACCC has uh, been not very nice to Travago. The ACCC says Travago's TV advertising and website from at least December 2013 breached the Australian consumer law by presenting the site as an impartial, as an as an impartial and objective price comparison service. However, boom, boom, boom. Room prices were actually prioritised according to advertisers who were willing to pay the highest cost per click fee to Travago. An investigation by the Commission suggests overwhelmingly users clicked on the predominantly displayed prices even though they may not have been the best deal. So because of the design of Travago's website and representations made, consumers were denied a genuine choice about choosing a hotel deal by making choices based on this misleading impression created by the Travago website. Oh, I think I've got a little picture of the Travago lady. There she is there. Is that only decent thing about that ad? <laughs> there we go. Where, where is she? There we go. Bigger. There we go. Now, claims the online strike through comparisons were false or misleading since they often compared an offer for a standard room against a luxury room at the same hotel. So that's no good. So anyway, Travago has stopped airing television ads that make representations about price since April this year. So don't worry about TV ads. How about just fixing up the website <coughs> as well? Uh, well, there you go. Yes. Uh, and the internet, this is a story just came out today thursday the internet has melted down over the liberal leadership crisis in canberra now i just wanted to i only put this story in just to bring some sort of comparison or some sort of idea that why do we rely i'll tell you the story first after days of chaos in canberra social media in australia has completely melted down with thousands of comments about the state of politics uh, you say, well, if you don't know, you know the Peter Dutton, Malcolm Turnbull thing. Who knows where that's going to end? But anyway, uh, shortly after 9.44 a.m., I think yes, uh, this morning or whatever, during a press conference, Matthias Corman, Mitch Fifield, and Michaelia Cash, uh, there was a whopping, and this is where this what strange gets me going, a whopping 604 tweets per minute on the platform. Is that all? Is that the meltdown? 604 tweets about the leadership challenge. This constitutes a meltdown as far as Twitter and the, the press is concerned. I would go as far as say 604 people talking about one thing in one minute on Twitter is probably mostly 604 journalists. So that's probably why it's... That, yeah, probably. You know, I just yeah. think, are we, calling the, are we saying that that's the, the whole country's melting down because 604 tweets a minute? Is this how we're measuring meltdowns these days? And anyway, there's been a lot of <clears throat> a lot of talk about it though. Well, everywhere. Well, yeah, that, yes, that's right. But just but by by comparing 604 tweets constitutes the meltdown. I can't. Yeah. you know, like yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's not. Most people are hanging out to get that many tweets. They want to be 
popular with that many tweets. That's right. And look, you, you push uh, what, times that by 60 <coughs> to get to an hour. Well, that's a lot of tweets, but it's still it's only maybe 604 people. So yeah. <coughs> out of the population of Australia... That's come right. On, you know, I, I just... I don't know. What, what do you call that? Sensationalism or something? But, um, yeah, anyway. That's... I haven't... You know, I haven't even really looked into this whole political issue that's going on at the moment. I've kind of... It's just... Everything's gone over my head the last few days. I think I've been living in a mm. living in a bubble. <laughs> yeah, I know it's been going on, but that's uh, you know. Just, but on a lighter note, because there's probably people it. out there getting angry now listening to us talk about politics. But we're just talking about it. Only because they're passionate about it. I mean, but, not angry about it. Yeah. Well, all I'm saying is, it was that guy that you had on the show once upon a time. I remember hearing it back years ago. The guy said, "Whatever you do, don't talk about politics. You'll get me started." Was one of your oh, I don't know, guest, I can't remember. guest hosts? Eric, Eric likes politics. Oh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was Eric. Hi, Eric. Uh, I just wanted to touch on two things. Yes. We're getting down to the end of the show very quickly, but there's a bit of chatter going on Facebook about this Raspberry Pi having Cody on it, and I would just like to comment on that and say that I 100% agree the Raspberry Pi is the way to go with yep. Libra Elec, if you want to have Cody. Oh, that's what Joe, I've got. Joe, since they're telling Joe that he should be using that instead of his Mac Mini. Mm. Yep. But you're muted there, Joe. We can't hear you, mate. Nope, still can't hear Joe. Well, he's still muted. There he, he's coming. There he is. Yeah, there I am. Look, um, I did try the Pi, Raspberry Pi, when I first had it. It's only version one, and I wasn't real good. I over, actually overclocked it as well, but it still didn't work good. I ended up getting this machine here, this um, Mac Mini, and I started, started using that, and I just kept on using that because mm. I didn't want to – I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm – People are telling me now that you can get the threes um, and the three pluses, which are mer- work re- real good. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm not sure what mine is. Uh, I think it might be a three, uh, but it, it's. I'm just trying to Google this here now, Raz. How, how's the audio, though? Have they improved the audio over the version one? Like the version one, the audio wasn't real good as well. Oh, I've got a version just... three, I think, of Raspberry Pi, and I, I reckon it's unreal. Yeah, I, I've given up on everything else. I used to have computers and all sorts of things running Windows, oh, Windows yes, and this and that and this and that. I went out and I bought this thing off eBay. I think I got it for a hundred, about around a hundred bucks. Already put together with the remote and everything. Yeah, and I've never looked back. Well, and I can pull out the the SD card and put a, something else different in if I want mm. to do something else for you know technical for a bit of fun. But I don't know. I just got answering your question about the audio there, Joe. Like it's got HDMI out. Plugs into the TV, uh, mm. goes through the amp. It's, mm-hmm. it's. I don't think you could get any better. Like, no. like it's just it's HDMI. It's, it's and you great. know, not long back they released a a, a Plex uh, a Plex plugin for Cody. Mm. So if anybody's using Plex, you can just install the Plex uh, client straight into Cody. It's just as an add-on. Well, I've got a little uh, case similar, well, not like, but similar to this. So you got a little case for them, twelve dollars fifty there. Uh, you put it into a case, and then just buy the Pi, which is up the top here. Uh, the Pi sixty or fifty-five dollars, version three, model B plus fifty-five dollars, twelve dollars. That's pretty much. I oh, power adapter. I don't know how much they are, but uh, look, the whole thing might cost you about one hundred and twenty dollars. I use my phone as the remote, so I didn't have to buy a remote. Use the phone. Uh, yeah, it's great. A lot of people swear by that remote. Wi-Fi phone um, phone control on your yeah. as an app on your phone. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like the touch screen. I don't like sitting there in the dark trying to guess where to put my finger. Yeah, well, I like having, I like having the, there. The I don't know if you can see it or not, but it's got, I even got little heat sinks with my one too. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Yeah, that's the fella. Yeah, you, that's the first version, is it, Joe? Yeah, actually, this one here, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. got HDMI on it as well. And what the audio, what, it just didn't give you good audio? Apparently, the very first version that came out, the audio quality wasn't as good. Right. So I don't know whether they've improved it in the in the sub, you know, the other versions. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, I think so. I've got no problems with the audio. So yeah, it's great. Just like watching a movie at the movie center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I think we're done. And we got got all. Oh, our... I did have one more quick story I wanted to throw at you. Go throw. Just a short one because it was, it kind of caught my eye at the last minute today. Back up all of your smartphones' data with this twenty dollars solution. Isn't that? I like I like the idea of that. So, it's no exaggeration to say that a big chunk of our lives are wrapped up in our portable devices. All our contacts, our photos, our schedule reminders—they're all stored there. And if disaster strikes and that device is lost or destroyed, or if hackers assault assault your personal data, you better have a backup plan. And iDrive, which is what um, you've been talking about on the shows for the last few weeks, Glenn. Yeah. Uh, iDrive is the ultimate backup plan. Back to uh, Backed with sterling credentials, including a hearty editor's recommendation from PC Mag, the trusted name is Secure Storage. Uh, Secure Storage is upping their game again with this special limited time offer. Unlimited back backup drive, sorry, unlimited backup of five mo- uh, mobile devices for one fee of nineteen ninety nine for life. Gee, that's all right for yeah, life. For life. Oh. This is the first time ever that iDrive has promised this much coverage for five devices, regardless of size. Best of all, it's simple. Just to, just sync up your OS or your Android device to the account, and iDrive backs up everything. All your videos, calendars, events, text messages, literally every scrap of data on your phone or tablet is copied and stored. If something happens to your device, it's all good. Just connect a new one um, to, and load it up. I can't you know, see. From, 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 from there. How much data do you get with that plan there, Jordan? Um, it, the, the only thing it says about the, about the data on the article, it says in addition to 256-bit encryption, you can also add additional access passwords, blah, blah, blah. But the only thing it says is um, it says in the first for the first time ever, iDrivers promised this much coverage for five devices regardless of size. That's the only thing it says. I can't find the pricing. I can't find that on the website where it says it's uh, $19.00. For unlimited, I can't find that on their website. Uh, here we go, unlimited device online backup. Oh yeah, well that's that's just yeah, manage computer snapshot, iDrive products pricing. That's just going to take me back to there. But uh, but even like if you back up your old computer, two terabyte, fifty bucks US a year. Yeah, but anyway, I think I think we spoke about this the other week. But yeah, have a look if you're looking for backup. Yeah, just go and have a look at that. And I think I think it'll also back up your uh, Office three six five stuff as well uh, for a little extra if you wanted that to happen. Uh, I hope to, I hope they're not using any old Intel chips and those uh, cloud storage things. Did, did anyone hear about the news today about um, there might be some small run, vulnerabilities with um, the chips that run in the in the cloud storage? The Intel chips? Yeah, I did read briefly. I, yeah, I don't know too much about it, but yeah, what is it? What happens? Do you know what the problem is? Well, apparently they found a little, um, a little uh, glitch in it where 
they um, there might be some vulnerabilities with the chip mm. um, that could cause problems in the cloud. Yeah, okay, that's no good. That's no good. I remember that was it. That was that. Uh, whatever that happened just recently, Spectre or something. That's uh, right. Yeah, this is this is something different to that. Apparently, this one here will affect only the cloud services, mainly for businesses and stuff, not not the ones at home. Because mm, mm. I remember, uh, yeah, those patches come out for the Intel chips. And then apparently, you know, all the businesses, the big, some of the cloud providers, they were up doing all the patches, and the patches were just as bad as, you know, they didn't do anything. They kept the the problems going, uh, and and rebooting machines or something. I remember, but uh, but yeah. But anyway, we don't run any cloud centers, so we'll be right. All right. I was just going to say here that uh, Alan Alan Burton, he's been going wild on Facebook tonight, so it's good to have all that input from everybody out there. Um, but he says that. There is iDrive client software for many NAS drives as well, which is interesting. Right. I never knew that. Right. So if you've got the, you can have the software built straight into your NAS for doing your backups. That'd be like we've been doing with Crash Plan and mm. and and duplicating in those things. Yeah, because at the moment, like I have a NAS. So what I think what Alan's saying that there is, so I've got my server, uh, but the actual iDrive software sits on one of my machines and then just pulls it as a map to drive to back it up. But yeah, what Alan's saying is you can actually get the iDrive software. So your server might not be Windows, so it might be um, FreeNAS or it could be Synology or whatever. So you can get these the, the better software to put on yeah. the actual device. So it doesn't matter if your computer's on or off, the device is on, she's backing up. And then, yeah, that's right. Your, your NAS is doing the backup, not, not your computer. Yeah, that's right. So you can back up your stuff twice then. You've got two backups you've got backup to your nas and then your nas does a backup remotely to iDrive. that's mm. that's pretty much you've got then you've got your three backups rule of thumb three you've got your master your secondary and your and your external mm. that sounds really good i might have to look into that yeah so they seem to be going all right these uh this iDrive mob so i see your i see your story here jordan They've... yeah i just pasted it in so you could put it in the show notes yeah let me uh just pop that in there so we can have a look at it but, yeah, so this is what Jordan's talking about. So the backup all your smartphones. But there's, I wonder if there's a link here. Uh, oh, it's a, it's uh, this trusted, it's special limited time offer. That's probably why it's not on the site. I drive them, I'm like, hey, when's this? when was this written? 18 hours ago. Oh, look out. Let's get into it. Unlimited backup <laughs> on five mobile devices. Okay, click on the link. Let's have a look. Let's have a look, 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 and see what happens when we click on the link. Oh, ransomware. No, but no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be right, wouldn't it? Uh, so add to cart. Oh, there you go. So add to cart. So it's a deal. So get get yeah. the link from the show notes. You'll have to post the link somewhere for people to get on and get it. Yeah, so it's for a deal from TNW Deals. Uh, yes, okay. So nineteen ninety nine. Does it say that it's ending in five? Usually forty nine ninety five. Yeah, but does it say that it's for life in these terms? Length of access, lifetime. There we go. Five devices. So that's pretty good. Yeah. There we go. Length of access. I highlighted it there. So, yeah, okay. So we'll put that in the show notes. I think for 20 bucks, you'd just go and buy that anyway, wouldn't you? Even if you didn't use it, you're like, I'll get that. I'll use it one day. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that'd be about 27 Australian. I guess that's not Australian. I don't know what the limit is. So, like you said, I'm not sure of the uh, storage space. Well, how much is going to be? Like five devices, even if they're 128 gig. Uh, so that's less than 700 gig. 
That's still a bit if you if you have to store it, isn't it, for them? Um, cross- I mean, you can then clear it off your phone and then fill it up again and then keep adding it and then fill it up and keep adding it. You know what I mean? Mm. Can you keep adding to the to the backup? That's that's the question. Is uh, it only going to back up what you've got, or is it going to let you keep adding? I think it. I think it might be a lot. What you probably backup. want to do there, Jordan, is probably back up to your computer, then then back that up to your drive. Yeah. Well, this is saying for your five devices. That's why it's what the price it is. It's to run straight from your iPad or your, your phone or something. Yeah, so I'm just reading this here. Uh, so just securely back up social media, access your backed up files, share your files. All new versions and updated the apps are included. So blah blah blah. I don't know if you can version it. I don't. I think it's just a back a current backup, and maybe it's just a it's a syncing current backup. If you know what I mean. Uh, but purchase- well, I don't mean versions. I just mean like you know, like with Google Photos, for example, you clear your phone, and then you just take some more photos, and then it backs them up to Google, and you clear your phone again, and you take some more, and it backs them up. It keeps adding to well, to here's- your online cloud storage rather than yeah. You know- so here's oh, one I here. See what you mean? Yeah, rather than yeah, I know what you mean. So here's one here. Devices cannot be taken on and off the account. Oh, so once they're on, that's it. So what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Does that mean that? So if you lose your phone and you put it, you can't put a new one on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you might have to, you might be able to put a new one, but you have to get rid of one. You can't use the same device on and off. Yeah. What? But what does that? mean? Yeah, that's right. But yeah, you can't be put it on and off. Okay. So once it's on, you can't take it off. That is that what it's saying? Or you can take it off, but you can't put it back on. Probably not. Maybe something like that. There'll be something in terms of conditions, so I suggest if anyone wants to use it, have a look at it. Yeah. But it does look like a pretty pretty uh, raunchy deal. So Looks pretty good. All right, we better get out of here because uh, we're going over time. And uh, I've got essays to write. I checking the uh, Facebook comments again before we go. Uh, no, I think we've got, we've got them all through, haven't we, Joe? Yeah, pretty good much, stuff. yeah. Good stuff. All right, so, we, yeah, so each uh, Thursday night 